Chapter 9 Hunt It had been months since he'd eaten properly, months upon months. He felt it as a gnawing, constant ache in his organs. He felt it in the weakness of his poison, weaker than it should have been, even for an underfay. And, after all, he would know. That's where he started out in the first place. His weakness was in the brittleness of his small, hooked claws, and the way less water-weed grew from his scalp. These days he could live almost indefinitely on water alone, but not eating flesh kept him weak, and though he had never allowed himself to fall into such a state of disrepair before, he could just imagine how dreadfully difficult it would be to hunt his prey like this, without the benefit of most of his powers. His compulsions were also weaker. He tended not to look for weak-willed food, but it was the stronger willed that were better able to resist him. And he was famished. He would eat anything at this point. He didn't like to dwell on how much weaker he might be in a year's time. Two, three, three hundred. Then again, with how unpredictable Gwen had been of late, it wasn't as though he'd likely live out to sea another three centuries in the cell. He'd either be killed, or perhaps he'd finally find a means to slaughter his way out of the steely cord. He sat quietly in his cell, allowing his thoughts to bend and trickle like water through his own mind. He didn't put up barriers of resistance, but instead let them flow. Pleasant memories mingled with unpleasant ones. Ripples were cast by realizations or sentences, and other ideas fell like stones into the deep, dark pool of his mind. He could spend hours, days like this, if he had to. And he had. Water merged with its environment fit its container perfectly. And while he would be the first to admit that he was not a perfect fit for the cell, he adapted. He was the Ak-Ushka, and that's what he did. He adapted. This was not the worst cell he'd ever spent time in, not by a mile. It had perturbed him when Gwen had taken him to the lake and used August's love of water to pull an almost pleasant exchange out from under his skin. He still shivered to think on it, how the water had laughed at him fully, how Gwen had seemed to be playing no game at all, how his large, often unforgiving hands were not cruel against him, but crudely compelling. August had realized then that he was in trouble. He didn't particularly care for Gwen, who had woken to the world with privilege at his fingertips, and yet still managed to mope sourly through every day that followed. He didn't particularly care that aspects of Gwen's childhood had been difficult, that was such a tired trope, and there were plenty of other people whose parents were demanding, who didn't become power-hungry creatures prone to fits of terrifying insanity. It was one thing to confront that insanity from a position of power, to tie it up and restrain it with rope, to bleed it until it broke into pieces, leaving a vulnerable, shaking man in its wake. It was quite another thing entirely to be tied up by that insanity, restrained by it, bled by it. The air around Gwen charged and changed when he moved into that mood. It turned feverish and spilled like sparks of static electricity. August's survival instinct kicked in strong and fervent. Kill or be killed. The very power that made Gwen so well suited to directing the wild hunt made him an unpredictable captor, especially when the madness was near. He wouldn't forget the satisfaction he'd felt plunging his weaker fingers into Gwen's gut, staring up at that sudden blankness, forcing Gwen to recognize that August was no submissive underfay. But August hadn't thought that through. Gwen's attitude towards him had spoiled utterly. 
the last time Gwen had visited him. Frightening and yet intriguing. Gwen was nothing more than a callous workhorse, and yet... August leaned his head back against the wall and narrowed his eyes sleepily at the loamy earth opposite him. And yet Gwen had still prepared him more than August had thought he would. He'd slowed down. He'd not actually been anywhere near as rough or violent as August had been expecting. What was that about? Could he use it? He didn't know, yet, the best way to move against Gwen. He was the Seely King, after all. August could thrust his fingers into Gwen's abdominal cavity. He could even puncture organs. But he was under Fay. He could not break bone, could not scramble the nerves along the spinal cord, could not kill him. He was almost certain of that. August had a fair idea of how powerful he was, even against the upper classes of Fay. But Gwen's kingship awarded him a power that August had experienced himself when he'd been unseated king. He doubted he could kill him. And it was Gwen's will, literally, that kept him within the cell. He couldn't escape even if he disabled Gwen. He couldn't compel it out of him because Gwen was damnably resistant to his compulsions. August had tried to use compulsion against Gwen all that time ago. He had tried to simply compel the madness away, with no success at all. A small part of him entertained feelings of worry. It bemused him that after all this time, he would worry about Gwen's well-being. Especially now. How dull. But it was a throwback to his purpose. He could not dominate someone, put them back together again, see them as whole as they could be in that moment, and then remove the care he'd nurtured in that time he spent with his clients. Once struck, it stayed, a glinting thread of awareness. It was why, for the most part, he never saw clients a second time. The care would grow, and August liked to stay detached from everyone. Everyone except the Raven Prince and Ash. August laughed a quiet, amused sound. Look at what you did to both of them. One is nothing more than the whisper of his former self, thanks to your efforts. And the other a king, a thrice-damned, completely forgiven, unsuited for the job, king. Thinking of Ash opened a wound in his heart, and though he did not chase those thoughts away, he winced to be confronted with them. He did not like to dwell on Ash, he particularly didn't like to dwell on how it had gone between them last time, the day that he'd started out as king and finished as Gwyn's captive, under Fay, unconscious. Thousands of years of memories behind him, he and Ash together, and all his mind offered him, time and time again, was that hideous day. August's skin prickled, and he stood up quickly. He could pick the energy of Gwen approaching easily, and he could tell from how rapidly it rose in the atmosphere that Gwen was teleporting directly into the cell, instead of walking down that interminable corridor, every step a threat, a promise, a possible opportunity. Gwen appeared in front of him. He was dressed for the wild hunt, even though it wasn't time. He had boots laced up to the top of his calves, dark brown pants, a pale green shirt that looked as though it could have been constructed from leaves, except that it was all of one piece. He had a quiver of arrows attached already. He held his recurve bow with a dark confidence. August saw his expression, saw the look in his eye, and felt a cold, liquid tread move through him. This is too familiar, he thought. Has he already forced someone to do the equivalent of consuming someone's heart? Or was the insane Cretan saving that for me? 
Gwen's face was hard. He didn't even look like he was fully present. August felt a singularly disconcerting feeling of Gwen staring through him. He knew then there was no point in offering up one of the many taunts that came to mind. He would wait for Gwen to make the first move. His nails were sharp. He knew the pressure points to attack. He didn't think Gwen knew he was trained in those. Hunter and hunted. Shame the predator was crazy. It was times like this that his mind helpfully offered up how Gwen had looked back then. How Gwen had simply teleported into his outer chamber, covered in blood, wild and unruly. He'd collapsed to his knees before August had even arrived. Already penitent, seeking forgiveness for crimes that August could only make him voice by ripping them out of him with pain, touch, tenderness, blood. Gwen had responded to the knife so beautifully, his face twisting in a way that left August wondering what it might be like if he'd had Gwen longer. Because he knew, even back then, that there was more to pull out of that dense, cluttered mind. He didn't always want more time with the Fae that visited him for his services, but he'd wanted more time with Gwen. At the time, he'd remembered thinking, You can take more, right at the moment when Gwen had cried, broken. I can't take it any more. August stared at Gwen as he had all that time ago, when he'd walked through his home into the outer chamber and found Gwen, kneeling, trembling. It was a casual, indifferent stare. Gwen hated it. The gaze unsettled him, and perfect, because if the brute was already unstable, might as well make the instability work in his favor. He didn't move when Gwen reached out and dug his fingers into his shoulder. He relaxed into the teleportation. For all that Gwen's light was a strange fey thing, even by fey standards, the light he used when teleporting was tame and warm, gentle and mastered. It was, like Gwen's talent with the sword, something that had been perfected with time. August reluctantly conceded, as they dissolved into their new surroundings, even his own ability to teleport wasn't quite so refined. Gwen was a mess of contradictions, that such careful refinement could come out of someone who could have the intelligence of a block of wood on a bad day. He became aware of a forest around them, woody smells, and nearby, water. More than that, August took a deep, shuddering breath when he realized that they were beyond the Seely Court. Well beyond it. The energy of the Seely Court was a constant scrape in the back of his throat. Being beyond its walls in a forest he didn't quite know was a weight off his shoulders, a freedom he hadn't been aware he'd missed. This was the closest he'd been to literal freedom in some time. He tried to compose his face, aware that he'd let his expression slip. The pleasure of being away from the city court, out in the open, had stolen over his face. Gwen caught the shift before August could smooth his features. There was a cold, smug satisfaction there, and August looked around the dense forest, his heart picking up its normally sluggish pace, his pulse spiraling higher. "'Special occasion?' August said, voice even. Gwen's smirk widened, and August wanted to roll his eyes, wanted to lash out, wanted to flee. This was not good. He much preferred to be on the predator side of the fence, being prey was so dreary, being Gwen's even more so. "'I find I am in need of a good hunt,' Gwen said, his voice flat. He drew one of his arrows out smoothly, and then looked at August meaningfully. August's stomach dropped. He couldn't believe it. He should have suspected, perhaps especially after how things had gone last time when Gwen had been a mess in the ether. 
he had been a tangle of knotted energy that august could no longer decipher except to see the bigger picture of not safe not sane what was happening in his kingdom that was driving him to this it hardly matters what could you do even if you knew august thought to himself you're not hunting me august said incredulous and gwen simply notched the arrow to the bowstring he didn't raise it but the action spoke volumes am i not here i'll make it fair i'll give you a head start gwen august said compulsion finding its way to his voice even though he hadn't intended it this is insanity you know that don't you the family curse gwen said a strange fire in his eyes i'm well aware the worst part was that he sounded so in control and that was likely what Culliter saw as gwen was ordering him to eat his father's heart the stark deadened resolve on his face was a promise not an idle threat august didn't think gwen would be receptive to words taunts insults but did it matter did gwen's imprisonment hold outside of the seely court would it be possible to escape perhaps in his water-horse form except august winced no he didn't have the energy to sustain a change and worse his hooves would give away his location he'd be loud gwen was supernaturally fast when he needed to be even without a steed during the wild hunt even when he was tracking the white stag on foot he was fleet and silent august didn't like his chances but if there was a slight chance could he get free had gwen presented him with a loophole to his imprisonment so what pushed you over the edge this time win a battle lose a battle i'm surprised you're not running gwen said raising his eyebrows and pursing his lips don't want that head start after all do you what are the stakes august heard himself ask and cursed himself it was stupid to buy into this he should be running by now and yet a part of him hoped looked for a sliver of gwen that lay underneath the madness but perhaps it had never been like that after all perhaps the madness was what lay beneath the sliver of gwen gwen simply tilted his head to one side and watched august calculating in that moment he was so much the product of his family his parents that august's blood ran cold his skin crawled he took an involuntary step backwards and then froze when gwen raised the bow and arrow easily just like that he had an arrow pointing at his heart he was under Faye now it would kill him you don't want to kill me august said in a rush becoming suddenly aware of how much he did look like prey nude not at his best less powerful you would turn one half of the unseely monarchy against you the stupid half gwen said and august ground his teeth together the stupid half that isn't running the kingdom and isn't strictly necessary any more who would you get to mindlessly fuck with no consequences in the future that part is a shame i'm sure i'll live gwen said and august swallowed stared at the tip of the arrow pointing at him and who pray tell will you go to when you come back to your senses just enough just enough to realize that you need help maybe i won't come back this time gwen rasped and august saw the first flicker of something that might have been sanity underneath gwen's expression but what he saw didn't reassure him something must have happened august taunts weren't scaring gwen back to stable ground only reminding him of something he wanted to escape there was desperation beneath that cold hard facade a lot of it august took another step backwards you don't want to come back to your senses august said and gwen smiled 
the desperation disappeared like a candle flame being blown out. August, I don't even want to talk. August's eyes flickered around him. He had no idea where he was, where to go. He could sense water in two different directions. Water would make him stronger, at least strong for an underfay. But Gwen could sense water too, and Gwen would expect him to go in those directions. And if he knew this forest... How much of a head start, August said, abandoning all pretense that he was indifferent to this, aware of the breathlessness of his own voice. Gwen shrugged. Minutes. August didn't trust that he had that long. He turned and fled. He half expected an arrow to pierce his ribs or his spine even as he struck out into the densest part of the forest. He might not have possessed Gwen's natural fleetness, but he was not human, born water horse, and even without shifting he was still preternaturally fast, able to process his environment quickly, mapping the forest with his vision even as he passed what he'd just seen. His feet instinctively sought to put himself downwind, and he found himself curving around to lower ground, seeking water after all. If he could find those water sources, if they were deep enough, he could simply shift to water horse form and wait at the bottom of the black, wait until Gwen had burnt through his madness, or until he became bored and looked for some other quarry to sate his bloodlust. And then what? Turn yourself over to the mercy of the unseely court? You weren't taken in by them in the first place, why would they take you now? What, exactly, have you done to prove that you were remotely trustworthy? And why would you go back? August only just managed to swallow down the pained sound that pushed up in the back of his throat. Ash hadn't even taken him back into the unseely court when August had been defeated, had forced him out of his home. He drove his thoughts away from the damaged relationship between he and Ash, and misplaced his feet. He fell heavily, grunted when his hip slammed into an outcropping of jagged rock. It cut into his skin, would leave a scent trail that Gwen could follow. August growled at himself in frustration. Get free first. Worry about where you'll go after. At least ten minutes had passed when he came across the first source of water he'd sensed. It was nothing more than a creek, not deep enough to sustain a change. He plunged into it. It was harder to run through in his human form, but it would mask his scent. His hip was oozing blood, and even he could smell it. Time passed, and August became paranoid that Gwen was tracking him, was right behind him, but somehow silent, just watching. He wanted to ascribe it to paranoia, but his instincts were so rarely wrong. But it caused dread to coil up thick inside of him. Was an arrow notched even now? Was Gwen simply enjoying his predicament? August tore out of the creek and leapt over undergrowth into a particularly dense part of forest, trying to escape the feeling that he was being watched, stalked, hunted. It was outrageous. Freedom was so close he could practically taste it as fresh water and chlorophyll green, and yet it wasn't close at all. How could it be, with one of the Fae's greatest hunters after him? And there was a time to be arrogant and a time to be realistic. August was not one of the Fae's greatest hunters. Certainly he could master the energy of the wild hunt, but that was different. He had no allies. He wasn't sure where he would go except that he'd likely have to hide in the human world. But none of that mattered if he could just find a lake deep enough to hold him, to place him out of Gwen's reach. In his water-horse form, at the bottom of a lake, he'd stand a good chance against Gwen, even if Gwen swam down into the water. August held back a thread of distressed laughter. So many ifs. If he could find a lake, if it was deep enough, if he could fight back adequately when Gwen was in this state of mind. He'd lost the control he'd had over the situation when he'd retaliated against Gwen without provocation. He'd reflected on that time in the lake, had time to realize that Gwen, perhaps without even realizing, was nurturing... 
something towards him. To go from their first meeting to voluntarily taking him into that pool of water and gazing up at him with that expression on his pale face, it had been something. But August hadn't wanted anything to do with it, and he'd overreacted. Because once upon a time, another creature had been gentle with him, had been, after a period of captivity, sensual, and if not caring, then attentive. And even though Gwen was worlds apart from the Nightmare King, it made him uncomfortable when he'd realized the similarities, when he'd realized that Gwen could play him so easily, so easily, if August allowed it, if Gwen had the mind for it. And he'd resolved not to allow it. But shoving his fingers into Gwen's gut had not been revenge against Gwen. No, it had been an older, darker revenge. A promise against a formless enemy that didn't exist anymore. August had treated Gwen with a callous lack of mercy, and Gwen had seen it. Nothing had been the same since. That was when he had lost control. The instant he'd stared at Gwen, feeling cool water and the heat of Gwen's blood pouring down his fingers and pooling hot in the water around them. Gwen's mouth had opened in a spasm of pain, and he'd stared with a wide, shocked look on his face. He'd looked, incredibly, like August had broken the rules. And now the consequences were that Gwen, also, was breaking the rules. To be fair to me, though, I haven't been at my best lately. He technically has no excuse. August managed a barely controlled slide down an embankment, hissing as his feet were cut up on rocks barely hidden by soil and grass. The scent of water thickened in the air, and he sprang forwards because there was a lake hidden nearby. It was no creek, no jaunty, shallow brook, but a lake. He could practically feel the deep, watery silt against his fingers. He leapt off the base of the embankment and landed surprisingly well for the twelve-foot drop, especially given the state of his feet. He saw the water gleaming beyond a copse of trees, a breeze above catching the light of the rippling surface. Perhaps there was a fay already in there. He didn't care. He just needed to... He fell hard. A weight slammed into him. Gwen. They struggled in earnest. He was surprised it hadn't been an arrow, and realized that he must have actually started to lose Gwen when he'd slid down the embankment. August growled when Gwen tore at his hair, because that stung and was just petty. Gwen dug the fingers of his other hand into August's throat, crushing his windpipe, and August caught a sight of the expression on his face as he lashed out, and then wished he hadn't. Not good. This is not good. Snarling, he reached for the recurved bow hanging at Gwen's hip. He wrapped his fingers around the wood, gasped for breath, and then with the jerk of his whole body managed to snap the bow and make it useless. You can kill me, August thought, but you're not doing it like I'm some white stag that will rise from the dead once you're done. Do it with your hands if you're so desperate. But Gwen obviously hadn't expected August to snap the bow. He paused, surprised, and August used the instant to backhand Gwen across the face before clawing up at his eyes. Gwen reared back, furrows from August's fingernails opening a bloody mess down his cheek. He lifted August with the grip on his neck and slammed him back into the ground. August gasped, dazed. He needed more air. Gwen repeated the gesture twice more until August was nearly insensate. August was aware of Gwen's other arm twisting behind his back for his arrows, even while the grip stayed strong around his throat. August was surprised that he wasn't more frightened, but, he supposed, concussion would do that. When his vision cleared and he saw Gwen lowering the point of the arrow to the flesh of his shoulder, his panic returned. He shouted out hoarsely when the metal point pierced him, struggled, only succeeded in ripping his own flesh further. August tried all the tricks he could think of, bringing his knee up, working against Gwen's weight, trying to use Gwen's weight against him, aiming for pressure points, 
but he hadn't realized that gwen was so experienced in hand-to-hand -hand combat and august had always found the practice of wrestling to be beneath him he was outweighed and disadvantaged the arrow pressed deeper and deeper cutting through muscle causing his shoulder to go into spasm it was nowhere near his heart it wasn't supposed to be august shouted in rage when he realized that gwen wasn't even trying to kill him not yet just causing pain it was a level of cold ruthless sadism that he didn't have the patience for not this august couldn't overpower him physically he'd have to use words but what to use what to use when the few forays he tried earlier had all been shut down and then it occurred to him a split of realization that sent an almost unholy sense of glee through his pained bleeding body even if it killed him to say it at least gwen would hear him at least he'd be haunted by it what was it that gwen had said august cast his mind back into the past for the exact words he'd been ripping the story of nwithan and culliter from gwen only to hear gwen recall culliter's words as he held his own father's heart that will do nicely august reached up with his good hand and managed to get enough air just enough papa nwithan forgive me the air point slipped against his shoulder blade and august choked on a scream but gwen had stopped moving his hand fell off the arrow and fell to the ground caught his weight gwen blinked down at august in confusion disoriented august started to ram his knee up into gwen's crotch but gwen rolled off him quickly pushed himself upright and away august watched head pounding as gwen staggered to the lake's edge and threw up violently bent double arms wrapped around his torso when it became obvious that gwen wasn't about to spring back and murder him august pushed himself awkwardly with one arm the arrow still stuck in the shoulder he raised a hand to it and ripped it out knowing he was doing more damage but even as underfay he'd heal if he was just given a chance to he felt the heat of his own blood spilling across his chest finding the concaves of his ribs and curving along with them it was only as he stood that he became aware of how much pain he was in his head his feet his hip where he'd landed on the rock his shoulder he could feel the ache and sting of innumerable cuts from branches and additional bruises from gwen most likely august pushed it all aside he could look at it later it wasn't killing him now he diverted the pain as easily as one could divert a small stream of water by cupping and changing the angle of their hands he simply poured it into a different part of his mind august approached gwen cautiously watching to see how he responded he could feel the hair trigger of gwen's madness a palpable weight in the air he could feel the result of it tracking blood down his torso gwen looked up at him a startled reflex when august stepped on a twig and it snapped his eyes were wild mad and august raised his eyebrows it was then that august saw that gwen was not unscathed he had deep scratch marks in his cheek where august had lashed out at him his shirt had torn he had a snarl of leaves tangled up in his hair there was a trickle of blood from a wound he'd opened on his forearm he looked feral august was somewhat relieved to know that he'd at least made things difficult for him he said nothing only watched gwen stared at him a moment longer and then his eyes unfocused his brow creased heavily and he bent down to the ground and dry wretched august knew a bad memory when he saw one he had enough of his own to contend with gwen looked up several minutes later not quite catching august's eyes then looked down at the ground where august had dropped the arrow there was an awareness in his gaze now he was more present than he had been at the very least so you did come back after all august said bemused and then laughed at the predicament he found himself in. 
at Gwen's bewildered expression. Oh, Gwen, you threw hard to your father's side of the family, didn't you? Gwen made a sound that never quite made it past his throat, then wiped his eyes. He pushed himself upright and wiped at his mouth with a forearm. He walked quickly towards August, and August tensed for a fight when he felt fingers lightly touch his good shoulder. Light surrounded them once more. It was only in the midst of teleportation that August realized he'd missed an excellent opportunity to actually escape. Gwen had been completely dazed, it would have been perfect. The lake had been right there for the taking. But August couldn't regret that he'd missed it, given that if another fay stumbled across him, odds were that he'd end up murdered anyway. August was shocked when he saw that Gwen had transported them not to the cell, but to the rooms of his palace. He didn't recognize the room they were in, but he could sense Gwen's magic in the structure of the walls, the flowing branches of the ceiling. "'You'll have access to the lake,' Gwen said, as though they were continuing a completely different conversation. He refused to make eye contact, wouldn't look at August's shoulder. "'I beg your pardon,' August said. "'Stay out of the way of those who stray in. There's never many. I'd prefer it if you weren't seen up here, for both our sakes.' "'No, he can't be serious. He can't mean what I think he means.' So we're not going back to the cell, then, August said, needing the clarity. I need to think, Gwen said, breathless, taking a step away from him and staggering on perfectly solid, flat ground. August stepped forwards, finding this shift equally disturbing. Gwen, August said, as Gwen started to leave the room. Wait. Get yourself some clothing, Gwen muttered, and August blinked. Gwen... The trolls will heed your orders, but be wary. Some aren't literate if you're writing down what you want. But you are, of course, still captive. How did I end up in the middle of Gwen's palatial rooms, with permission to order clothing, and have free access to the lake after that? Worse, old instincts were rising up inside of him. If Gwen had truly snapped out of his madness so abruptly, he wasn't okay. He shouldn't be left on his own. At the very least... August wanted to make sure that Gwen didn't suddenly change his mind and come back to complete whatever torment he'd set his mind towards in the first place. He wondered if he was being played, and then realized that the fear he sensed from Gwen was genuine. The horror in the room was not his own. Whatever had been pushing him over the edge of late wasn't gone. It was likely a stimulus that was still out there. Wherever Gwen was going, he couldn't escape it. August frowned. What access do I have? August said, and Gwen paused, his hand on the door where he was leaning, supporting his own weight. August felt a shift of magic around him, and realized that Gwen was absently setting the permissions within the magic of his own palace. He did it so easily. August had needed a great deal of time to set the permissions in his own palace when he'd been king, and here was Gwen, doing it despite being confused and disoriented. Everywhere except the outermost circle of palatial rooms, and the innermost circles, which are mine. The permissions even made relative sense. Keep August out of the outermost circles where he was most likely to be seen. What were you going to do to me? That wasn't hunting, Gwen. That was torture. You would never put your quarry down like that. August couldn't stop the hard, flinty tone entering his voice. The pain was starting to creep back. He couldn't divert his awareness of the pain forever, and as fatigue crept upon him, he found it harder and harder to detach himself from what he was feeling. Keep me alive just long enough and I will get you back for that, you thick-headed imbecile, August thought. I find it's dangerous for me to think of you as just a prisoner, Gwen said. 
he opened the door and august stepped forwards again his torn feet protesting the movement gwen august said i'm not particularly in the mood to be exposed to your torture methods again you need help who will you go to undine albion leave it gwen said voice turning wooden you need help august said and gwen turned back to him something broken behind his pale eyes you can't help me august he laughed despairingly as he exited and august heard the end of gwen's sentence clearly in the laughter no one can